I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. What is this podcast actually called? One Torn Every Minute. It is not. Right. What do you mean, like, fannies and full-on fannies? Full-on fannies. Gird your loins. Ready to talk. Fanny. Okay. I'm Beth Murray and this is One Torn Every Minute, the podcast where we talk about giving birth. Today I'm joined by the lovely Lydia Maguire, who is at the moment a teacher, which means that she's better than almost all of us (laughs) um, and does a properly worthy job. But I want to take you back, Lydia, because there was a time, you do have a claim to fame, don't you? There was a time years ago that I remember you were in a serial advert. Was that it? Was it... (laughs) In my mind, it's Special K, and that you were you the Special exactly K. You know exactly what it was. You know exactly what it was. No, I don't. I it was remember. mini shredded wheat, <laughs> and I was the face of mini shredded wheat, bite size. Right, this bite is size shredded wheat. This is really impressive, and I'd actually forgotten it. Yeah, it was on cereal boxes and everything. Uh, but now you are a teacher, and uh, there is something about you uh, that distinguishes you from my other guests on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to go there just yet because. I want this to kind of unfold organically like a hypnobirthing flower. Gorgeous. So we're just going to get there. Mm-hmm. So the format of this is that firstly I ask you to choose your favourite child, <laughs> by which I mean I want you to choose your favourite birth, mm-hmm. by which I mean the most gruesome, juicy, meaty of your births. Mm, that's difficult because they were all quite meaty in their own ways. That's actually. good to know. We can dip into yep. others. That's fine. Yep. But if you had to choose one, I mean... One oh, of my three. Three times. This mm-hmm. is impressive as well. I know. Um, one of your three births, then which would it be? And I, I'm genuinely interested in this what, bit the because meatiest, I don't know what you're going to choose. The meatiest. The one that yields the most gore. Well, there was a lot of gore with the middle birth. Really? There was. Yeah, loads of actual gore came right flying, shooting out. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go for the middle birth. And then, you know, if we need to dip into... We might dip in because they were all meaty. We'll dip our fingers into the meaty juices of birth one and three. Gorgeous. But we'll focus on birth two. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you why it was so gory? Well, we'll get there. Okay. Because I don't want to skip to the end. Mm -hmm. I want to take you gently through this. We're going to gently widen your cervix and delve deeply inside. Lovely. So we're going back to what year is this? This one was 2012. 2012, Olympic year. Olympic year and an Olympic birth, actually. Oh, good. Speediest, speedy. That bodes well. So you are nine months pregnant. Did you get to the full term? I did. Yep, she was a week and a bit early, so almost. Almost there. Mm -hmm. And what heralded the beginning of labour? Well, uh, I had actually been out the night before. So what heralded it was not 
black, it, a, a, a mingling of being a little bit tired and emotional and having maybe drunk slightly too much for a yeah, yeah, woman yeah. who was that pregnant. I see, um, yeah, which, let's probe a little more deeply there. But, <laughs> What have you been drinking the night before you I gave don't know. birth? I don't know if it should be such public knowledge, but I think I definitely had not kept followed the rules. <laughs> but it was my second time. I felt yeah, fine. who cares? It was some, with some very naughty friends, and um, it all got a bit naughty. <laughs> and uh, so my th- realising that I was in labour melded between feeling quite unwell and then thinking, oh, no, this is a particular kind of unwell. It's one o'clock in the morning. This this might not no longer be all the wine. Yeah, it this might ain't be no ordinary baby. hangover. <laughs> this is a baby hangover, yeah, basically. And I think to this day, the poor baby just thought, "Bloody hell, this is this, I need to get out of here before I'm pickled." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bit tragic, but true. So a, you're pissed, yeah, basically. And you realise you're say, in labour. That helped with the meatiness and the gore of the labour, either. Oh <laughs> and you. Realise that you are in the early stages? Early stages, and my first birth had taken so long uh, that I think I thought with the second one, oh, it'd be, I've got ages, I've got ages, mm-hmm. I'll have time to sober up and get to the hospital <laughs> and be all gorgeous and do my yoga breathing and, um, you know, it'd be fine. So I took my time. Yeah, um, you're doing I didn't your want breathing. To wake and... up. Yeah, I was doing lots of breathing, got on my ball. You didn't want to wake anyone up? No, you know, I felt too polite. What about your husband? I didn't want to wake him up. <laughs> you didn't think he'd have some sort oh, of he needs sleep. slight interest in the no, experience? No, not really. I thought he'd be cross at being woken up at two o'clock in the morning. And also, I think our first child was not very well in bed with us as well. So there was, you know, other stuff going on. Oh, right. So you're just sitting there breathing gently Do and quietly. Gentle, quiet, polite breathing. Not getting in anyone's way. <laughs> no. And then what happened? Well, then it got louder breathing. Uh, then I did ring the hospital and I was like, but don't worry, my first birth took so long. I think I've probably got another couple of days of this. Let, let's not panic. They weren't panicking. And uh, my sister was staying because she was going to look after the first one. So I thought I'll get everyone breakfast. The next thing I actually remember, though, is being on all fours, you know, as you know, mooing like a cow <laughs> in, in that tiny flat in London, thinking, God, this happened quickly, which must have been about six o'clock in the morning. And by that time, everybody was woken up. By you mooing, like me a, mooing. Yeah, I seem then to remember my husband having quite a long shower, <laughs> and, and me mooing and thinking, oh, I think we should probably go to the hospital. Is so? Did he go into the shower after you'd mooed? Yeah, yeah. What and while? I mean, I was mooing on my own for quite some time. <laughs> while he showered. <laughs> while he had a long shower. Oh, but that's strong the first, work. Yeah, yeah, it was strong work. I think we just thought we had much more time than it turned out we did. So he came out the shower and he said... If, well, he definitely wasn't in a panic and I started to be like, we need to go, we need to go, we really got to go. <laughs> we didn't have a car, so we had to call a cab. Poor Addison Lee man turned up. And I'm sure you remember where we used to live, but it took an awful long time to get for me from the flat down to the cab. Yes, it's really hard to move. Mooing and move moving. Move and move yeah, at the basically. same time. Frightening passers-by. It must have been about 8, eight o'clock, 8.30. People going to work. Don't want to see that. No, they don't. Um, so you, um, staggering we, over that bridge. Was the Addison Lee guy okay about it? No. Because we've had some discussions about how they okay. do not like in labour women. very upset. <laughs> but he couldn't... I don't know whether even Tim had told him that what was happening, but he was not uh, not enjoying it at all. No, they don't like it. I wondered if there wasn't perhaps a sort of obscure law that said that cabbie has to take a pregnant woman to hospital but i think they do sometimes refuse i don't know i'd heard that you that they 
yeah, particularly companies don't let you. But we had gone with Addison Lee the first time. Anyway, he was great, but he was frightened. <laughs> and I remember to this day his face of fear. And uh, because it was rush hour, uh, we did actually get really stuck in traffic. And on Off Holloway Road, Tim had to literally get out of the cab and like stop buses and do some really bad miming of a pregnant person in the middle of Hollow Road and that is dead true with me screaming in the car that we just had to get to hospital right now for some reason I know that, that that's a really emergency situation but I just feel so embarrassed by the idea of yeah. him leaping out of the car yeah, it is embarrassing his mind was poor <laughs> <laughs> so it was embarrassing did it work I mean did it yes, actually no, it stop did. everybody stopped yes yes it was it was effective oh right that I is quite everyone impressive enjoyed it. I mean after his prolonged shower he needed to do something to claw it, was it so back clean. so clean it really was <laughs> yeah so poor taxi man frightened I then sat in the well of the cab thinking oh my and saying I'm going to have the baby right now so that was why Evan was so scared then, if you have a baby on the underground, you get free travel for the baby for uh, life. For the baby, but not for you. Well, at least I think it's for the baby rather than you. I mm. wonder if you give birth in a cab if you get free taxi <laughs> rides. <laughs> you probably just have to pay loads of money to clean up their car. Yeah, it's, it's preferable on the underground on balance. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then when we got, we did get to UCH and, I, and the cabman basically, like, chucked me out of the his car <laughs> and sped away <laughs> Poor, poor Like chap. Bridget Jones coming back from it, a party. It really was. And I was flagging down passersby trying to like crawl into the hospital. Someone came out of the hospital and someone brought me a wheelchair. I was like, I can't get in that. I can't sit in that. There's a baby's head coming out my funny. I mean, it really was felt it? like it was. Oh, right. But was it? Well, you know when the, it's bearing down on you? Oh, yeah. Could feel well, it close. It feels like it yeah, is. It feels the whole like time. it was sticking out. I mean, it wasn't actually. But. So, did you? I mean, he didn't at this point get some midwife with her arms crossed saying, Now I'm afraid you're two Not centimeters ready. dilated, <laughs> which no. is what a lot of us face. Well, that's what I thought would happen because that's what happened the first time. But no. So, I was hurled into one of those gigantic lifts, unable to sit in a wheelchair, sort of pulling everybody around me. I don't even know who those people were. But thank you, those people. And like threw myself into the midwife front. Oh, do you remember there's like those sort of handrails along the walls? Yes. I remember sort of like dragging yes. myself along them, screaming. I used those handrails. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> undignified. <laughs> and then was sort of thrown onto into a waiting room. They're not even really beds either. They're kind of like benches. Hang like, on, didn't they take you straight to a labour ward? Or no, I think it was. It, this was the like, let's see how dilated you are, room. And I was expecting oh, right. them to say, oh, you know, you know, this baby's not coming for a week. But they didn't. They said, oh, yeah, no, you're six centimetres, I think, or even more. And um, can I take you back to the um, examination? Because what we've discussed about that examination where they find out how dilated you are, I always imagined before I gave birth that to check for dilation, they held up a little ruler <laughs> alongside your vagina and just measured it. Mm. And so the reality of them really getting stuck in mm. was quite a shock to me do you remember it what did, how did it feel to you well I what I the what I do really remember is the first time that I had a baby because my cervix got stuck um I remember I I don't I mean it's quite undignified isn't it people putting their yeah. arms right up you never I know sexy. no that's not great but um I don't remember that being so much the problem uh, ex uh, than when uh, my cervix got stuck a doctor put his hand right up my fanny and um like was 
kind of in my memory, trying to scratch the cervix aside. And that is the most painful part of the, any of these processes. So that yes. bit I did not like. But the measuring for dilation, I don't know. I feel like at that point, you're just like, yes, just like, let's go. Let's, no, we're well, ready. I, I'm not with you there. But then we are edging towards this fact about you that I'm mm. going to reveal oh, at goody. some stage. Um, so... You're six centimetres or more dilated. Might have been doing more, well. actually, because... Well, I'm, maybe I'm not remembering that number, because basically what happened was the baby suddenly shot out, and I was only on that bench for about 16 minutes. And uh, she, like, pelted out suddenly. Well, Nobody in, was really so ready. So you're in the side room? And they basically, in the side room, yes. Just in the kind of let's check you room. She, everyone suddenly started to go, like, oh, I think it's coming, it's coming. And then she just zoomed into the world with aggression <laughs> that's some entrance it was an entrance and uh, um, so all of my you know what do you know the yeah, yoga the visualising the baby dolphins slipping out of their mummies the flowers well, that kind of work I didn't get any of that though I didn't get any of that fun stuff I just got like right stress powerful baby spurting out but then you see the gore came because then I hemorrhaged and it is her fault because she was too aggressive. You're making it sound like she did it out of She did, because I'd drunk too much. <laughs> <laughs> this was your also, punishment. You know that child, she would. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The thing that I 
always wonder about, and I don't know where we'd stitch this in, <laughs> mm, oh, um, mm. is like uh, recovery. Because obviously I got slashed to buggery. Yeah. Um, and I'm always intrigued by how everybody else, is, else recovers. So you, you pop these out and did you get, did you tear? Yeah, I mean, do you want more like detail of what I did? Yeah, well, uh, no, I didn't. How did you manage oh, that? About my, because of my perineum. What? So what? well stretched. Do you but, want me to tell about yeah, that? Yeah, bit? yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me that because I did the perineum stretching. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure I did it right because mm. who knows? It's an odd thing to do. Um, so, uh, for any uninitiated in perineum stretching, uh, in the weeks before birth, you're supposed to cover your fingers in some kind of oil. Special oil. Special not oil. Like vegetable oil. I know, but it, it, I mean, it's like olive oil, isn't it? But not necessarily the olive oil that you'd put on your pasta. No, I think I bought special perineum. I think I did yeah, as well. Massage and, and I covered my finger in oil and I stood in, in the bathroom feeling all kinds of idiot. Yeah. And then I sort of stuck my finger down there and sort of yanked a bit yes yanking yes I mean I felt quite idiotic doing that and wrong for a while but then I you know I then I started to think oh my god this is really small I mean this has got to grow it's got to stretch there's anything to come out very small so yanking is the word by the end I was seriously yanking Mm. and I really did you notice any difference I mean, you didn't tear, so obviously we've like... got a result there. But I did that, and I got a third degree tear. So yeah, I... so I, I mean, so then it, exactly. Maybe your perineum was fine already. But did they cut to you first? Or oh, did you I, just they tear? cut me. Yeah. I tore. You see, so my, I, that is just so unlucky, isn't it? Because I remember with my first one, I remember them. It had gone on so long. I remember one of the midwives saying, "Right, we're going to cut you now. Is that okay?" And I was like, "Yes, just like flipping anything you need to do, just get it out. I don't care." And then the 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 connected with nature midwife said, "No, I think I don't think we need to. I think we should give her a few pushes." And I'm really grateful that she did that. That she gave you a chance. Uh, then I think that that must be why it didn't tear. But I did. Re- so after that, I so it was her, and it was also. I think it's great to massage your perineum. <laughs> Let's <laughs> keep doing it. Let's just keep on, <laughs> just in case. The thing that I want to come back to is your use of the phrase the fun stuff oh yeah because it's not really a a a phrase that you'd necessarily associate with childbirth certainly not the conversations i've had and this is what i want to come to you chose number two Mm. but i distinctly remember you talking about number three's birth oh number three yeah yeah you see that tone (laughs) and i remember you saying something like oh you know i breathed it out and i felt very in control i did not say well you did sort of true yeah, yeah. And yeah. the thing that I want to come to with this is generally, I mean, that was very dramatic and obviously hemorrhage, not fun. Well, you said you wanted meaty. I mean, there was a it lot It is of meaty, blood. but the other thing I'm intrigued by is, admit it, you like giving birth. I love giving birth. That's I was thinking what I want. that day, maybe I should be a surrogate because I could just keep on giving birth. But I'm not sure I want to look after another baby or, or <laughs> child again. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> but... This is what I'm intrigued by, because in all the people that I've talked to, you know, they can get that moment of euphoria and glee and triumph and joy, obviously, at meeting their baby. But there are very few people who say, yes, I love giving birth. And so I want to get to the heart of what, why? Hmm. Well, partly because your body is so amazing and it like takes over what's happening in a kind of alien way. And you remember like how your body's just squeezing and turning into a weird shelf when you yeah, look down it. Yeah, it feels awful. It's, like it's not amazing fun. that it can do all this great stuff. 
and everyone also is really nice to you while it's happening. That's good, isn't it? Well, I mean, if you're lucky, on the whole, nice. yeah, on that's the whole, true. If you're lucky, slight so lottery. Yeah, yeah, that is a lottery. And if they're putting their arms up your fanny and scraping back your cervix, that's, that's not, not nice. nice. That's not nice. <laughs> but generally, that feeling of kind and and lots of people have talked about the primal urge and the visceral quality of giving birth. But not in with the association of, I love it, give me more. Mm. So I'm thinking, like, are you really good at giving birth? I definitely am, yeah. You think it's one of your life skills? <laughs> no, but I think you might be. I think, well, I'm terrible at giving birth, you know, just really abysmal. I get sort of minus D grade, but I'm wondering whether <laughs> you're not built in a certain way. Oh, I hope there are some exams that I can take about this. I wonder what my grade is. Yeah, sorry. Well, put it this way. I think my husband and your husband were talking about us giving birth. And your husband described you you as a pit pony. <laughs> and Tom said that I was the canary that died in the mine. <laughs> Which is probably I pretty I definitely accurate. found it lovely to connect with my bestial side. Yep, definitely. It's I just weird. Is it, though? I think so. I don't know. I, I, I feel it's very weird. I liked all that. Um, I liked all that bodily functions, positive bodily function. I mean, I don't want to go around pooing everywhere and exposing my bodily functions all the time. But I liked all that, like, whoa, all this, like, stuff's coming out of me and it includes a human. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> you know, kind of like the and human like, that comes great, out. I don't even care that there's all this blood and juice and also some poo. I just thought it was, like, amazingly um, earthy. Yeah. I felt connected to being human. Yeah. Honestly, I did. I don't normally. No, I'm, I'm pleased for you, and I, on some level, I can recognise that you're right. It's just that I can't quite get there myself. I wondered if it was because I had done so much yoga. <laughs> Oh, and I sat in so many classes with women being spiritual and me thinking, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But somehow it had like infected me. But I did hypnobirthing and that... I know you did. I, I know. mean, I, I that wouldn't have gone that far, worth the money. No, no, I know, I remember. £250. Oh, God. I mean, really. No, and I couldn't have done all that visualising stuff. I found that embarrassing. Actually. So you mean the physical aspects of yoga, you know, like the stretching and... The... Yeah, I suppose so. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't expecting to be at one with the function of it so magnificently but I loved it also I was very lucky because I had gorgeous uh, midwife for my the first time around who was so spectacularly um connected to nature herself and all gorgeous about it that uh I think that that set me up actually in quite good so if so, you had to do it again would you I mean do you how, yeah. ma how many children do you want let's, let's be <laughs> well like I said I think I'm too old and tired to deal with any more actual children but the being pregnant and giving birth I definitely have got more of those in me but it's just I don't want the next bit no no too but I'm tired I... to change nappies <laughs> too tired to deal with people's emotions that's when it gets really tiring so yeah no I would do it again um because actually I feel I, I so the middle birth was the meaty bloody birth and the first birth was this very long laborious but kind of with this gorgeous midwife who who was lovely and I felt all like this is amazing and I am woman and I am powerful and, and um, I mean I went mad I mean, it was mad it's mad isn't it it's mad I suppose there are a lot of mad hormones coursing through you but all my mad hormones made me pretty miserable really and pretty depressed whereas yours seemed to have made you empowered during labour yeah mm, well I yeah. But, but it was mad it was madness isn't it no you're right and it's the hormones yeah send you into but you can obviously channel world. those hormones in a very particular way I just remember, I remember with the first one, standing up after she was born and, and getting up and then like looking down at my feet and they were all red. And then I realised there was like loads of blood just gushing down my legs and thinking, oh my God, so amazing. 
are what? quite weird, aren't you? you? <laughs> <laughs> but that is the hormones afterwards telling you that everything you're looking at is beautiful. Yeah. And on a normal day, you hormones. don't want your feet covered in blood that's coming no, out of no, your body. No, not at all. No. No. So, you know, if you could... I mean, usually I, at this point I say, if you could go back and tell yourself... Uh, a piece of advice that you wished you'd known what would it be but in a, in a way I feel like if you were going to do it again if I was going to do it again what would I do differently no what would you tell yourself what's the what's the one piece of advice that you'd give yourself enjoy enjoy it enjoy every moment of it I really would <laughs> <laughs> I really would enjoy it because you know it might be the last time you're doing it <laughs> and Really revel in it. And actually, what was sad about the last birth is it was quite quick and it was quite easy. So there was no gorgeous, like, oh, I'm really, f I'm really being a woman. I'm really extraordinarily, like, bleeding everywhere. So let me just get this straight. You're, you're complaining about your third birth <laughs> no, being too, too quick easy. and too <laughs> no. easy. No, I mean, I'm not saying it was painless, obviously. Um, and actually, the best bit about that birth was that I ended up giving birth um, on my knees. And uh, he, so he popped out his head popped out but then he was dangling there and so Tim has a really vivid memory of his li this little head sort of sticking out of my fanny looking quite peeved <laughs> and then on the next push out he he came he slid. And you but then were... you know I think third time and it does obviously it gets easy because everything's just a bit more soggy right yes enjoy enjoy think, yeah know, that's like, my advice to women everywhere <laughs> three enjoy. women listening to this just podcast enjoy. are currently hissing <laughs> i know it's and so awful scratching their eyes out <laughs> you are making me sound like an awful person i know but i like the variety because that's what the, the what i keep hearing different stories um but what they mostly share is that kind of oh my god it was pretty horrendous um and i wouldn't do it again but I wanted this for a, a different perspective of yeah, somebody enjoy. who loves it. It's so wonderful to be that that sort of like bonkers and let no one and and be that undignified. I mean that's quite wonderful I think as well to not sort of care about how bonkers and loud and grotesque you're being and it's quite freeing. I mean I'm lucky because obviously nothing actually went wrong and you know as you say it does depend on the people that are around you in that moment. Not that my husband was any use. He was asleep. Uh, in the first one for most of it or reading the paper or downstairs having a massive breakfast so not him but like the he hasn't covered himself in glory in these experiences it has not to really. be said apart from stopping the traffic he was useful stopping for that. the traffic that was a skill um so I was lucky, but I do think enjoy. I was actually I was talking to a pregnant friend at the weekend, and I was saying, you know, because there's so many horror stories. That's the thing, mm. and then it's easy to just feel, and it's so unknown, obviously. Um, yeah, that is my that is my advice. So that's your advice enjoy. to yourself, either yeah. past or future. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> and it's to enjoy the birth. And what I'm going to do with all of these pieces of advice from for all the women is I'm going to bake them up into a lovely gender reveal cake and then I'm just gonna put my face into it and eat the cake before anyone can see what's inside because I don't want to release any of this advice to anyone because we all have to go our own way we all have to do our way. own that thing. is true of course but obviously we wish joy to any woman who's about to give birth I wish joy yeah yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another One Torn Every Minute.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbelly podcast. It's a funny one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.